Morning, high school basketball fans. Welcome to another edition of the Upstate Hoops podcast on FingerLakes1.com. I'm Jim Sinecropi here inside the FingerLakes1.com studios on the third floor of the North Park building in Seneca Falls, New York. It's Sunday, February 9th, 2020. Another great episode this morning. Marcus Whitman Wildcats are in studio. Coaches, players, our coach players. Uh, going to have a great talk with them. We're going to look at the sectional league standings. We're going to look at the updated power rankings and uh, some games coming up in the week ahead. We're closing in on the end of the regular season, although it's a little pushback this year. I think um, usually around uh, Valentine's Day, the regular season would end, but the season started a week later, so it's going to end. I think the last regular season games are on February 20th um, this year. So, But nonetheless, we are closing in on uh, sectionals. The Upstate Hoops podcast and all of our coverage of Wayne Finger Lakes High School basketball is brought to you thanks to the support of Generations Bank, Little John Orthodontics, DeSanto Propane, and Bill Cram Chevrolet. So, uh, like I said, we have Marcus Whitman Wildcats in studio. Coach O'Connor, welcome back. Thank you. Congratulations on your 100th win in December. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was a good accomplishment. Yeah, uh, and a, lot uh, of, a lot of great players coming through the program. To I, out there, that's kind so. of what it does when you yeah. hit a mark like that. It makes you think of all the teams you ever had. And yeah. So... Um, uh, Whitman Wildcats underway, great season. We're going to talk all about it. Aiden Royston and Jordan Lehu, juniors, right? Yep. In studio. And then uh, seniors, Liam Prendergrass and Seth Benedict. Fellas, thanks for coming in. Um, Did you stop by the hair salon on the way in, you guys? (laughs) I mean, look at this. I don't think I've ever had this much hair in my studio. Look at these guys. (laughs) So... You guys are 11-5. and five. You're second in Class C1 standings right now behind Red Jacket. That's probably not going to change. Um, we saw you on Tuesday night get a great win against Lions. We're going to see you tomorrow night in Seneca Falls against Minders. And um, first thing I want to talk about was uh, with your seniors especially. Uh, you know, what's the goal this year? I, I know that you're going to answer, but I want, I'm just asking anyway. You got it. You got right. it. Well, like the sectional title, I mean, what else is there? We don't have a league title. We don't have anything. It's just that. Yeah, four straight league titles, independent this year. Um, and we interviewed you, Liam, at the end of the game, and I was going to ask you if you knew the last time Whitman won a sectional title. You answered before I even got the question out. So it was 1976. Um Rocky, the movie Rocky was uh, won the Academy <laughs> Award. <laughs> um, you know, Mash was on TV. Uh, Jimmy Carter, I think, just got elected president. So it was a long time ago. Um, and you know, Seth, talk about some of the things that have happened this year, leading into this year. Um, after last year, you lost in the Blue Cross Arena in the finals. Actually, you guys had bad luck past couple of years. You ran into. Um, private charter schools, really good teams, North Star Christian in the semis two years ago, and then C.G. Finney last year, uh, which went on to beat Lions and, and go to the state tournament. Um, so how much of the focus is on um, a sectional championship in 1976? How much do you guys talk about it? Oh, yeah, we talk about it every single day. Uh, coach brings out the second-place pl- uh, plaque that we got last year in the Blue Cross Arena and brings it out every single day. 
and it's kind of that you know when you're getting you feeling tired or getting down a little bit you know you look over at that and it's kind of a little reminder that you know our goal is for that sectional title and you know we're going to keep working for that right right so how about you liam yeah i mean i i hate it when he brings it out every day he keeps it in his little satchel but he brings it out but we don't like it but it, it, it works so you guys won uh got a train going by here on sunday morning um <laughs> When I also learned something in the post game interview about coach, uh, you got a combination on the lock for the balls. <laughs> yeah, the uh, combination on the lock is 1976. So every so, time that they want yeah. to shoot, shoot, they got to get into the cage and unlock with yeah. the 1976 code. Um, how long? How? When did? Because geez, I've following you guys now for the past five or six years. Where? Um, Seeing you losing the semifinal in North Rose Wolcott in like 2014, and, um, and back then too, the West was pretty strong. There was Naples was had a really strong team. Bloomfield was strong. Um, when with this group did you start focusing on sectionals? Like, Since fifth grade. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, you know, we we really um, it, it, it it's a process. You know, youth. Uh, every program needs a youth program, a solid youth program to to help out. And I've had a lot of volunteer coaches and parents helping out all the way since these guys were in travel, um, playing together all the way up through, starting in the grape league, moving to the grab league, uh, mm-hmm. continuing up, you know, into some travel, doing some AAU together, all as a Whitman team. Um, so there's been a lot of focus on just keeping them together, uh, really, and they all play a lot of sports together as well outside of basketball. So it's it's just it's been a focus for a while to to get that sectional title. Yeah, as a matter of fact, um, you're going to play the cross at Lemoyne, right, Seth? Yes, sir. Yeah. And um, Liam, you are state cross country mm-hmm. athlete, and Aiden, you as well uh, play state cross or went to the state cross country meet, right? Uh, not. This year or last year, but so the pre- prior year prior yeah. is uh, what's your main sport? You know, I dabble in a little bit of everything. I'm still trying to figure it out. I was I was planning on doing track this spring, but I switched it up, and now I'm doing lacrosse back to my roots. Okay, so still got to figure out what my main focus is, and right now basketball is my main sport because that's what season I'm in. Sure, yeah, Jordan. How about you? Basketball, your number yeah. one sport? Yeah, definitely basketball. Played it year round for a couple of years, and. <clears throat> That's definitely my main focus. So, let's look at the season so far. Um, it's an independent schedule you guys are playing, which means uh, you were in the Finger Lakes West for the past several years, and um, you really were dominating at three straight outright league titles. Um, and as I mentioned, just coming up short in sectionals. And so, Coach... I'm assuming that the move to independent was to prepare for sectionals. Yeah, I mean, like you said, we ran into a couple buzzsaws with North Star Christian, who went to states, uh, C.G. Finney, who went to states. And, you know, it's just teams like that that we really wanted to try to uh, build our bulk of the schedule with and play more of teams that that can really push us and have athletes and guys that are going to, you know, Mm -hmm. push us to the limits. Yeah, and then nothing, you know, the Finger Lakes West is always entertaining um, basketball, but if you win the league so many years in a row, you're right. It's uh, it's tough to get up against. There's certain games in that league that you guys know you're going to win going into it. Looking at your schedule here, almost every game that you've played is, uh, you know, a challenge. Um, looking at uh, some of the wins, um, you beat Cal Mum, 
earlier this year. I think it might be one of the first games, 73-64. They're the point leader in Class C3. You beat Minders, a B2 school from the Finger Lakes East. Uh, you beat Livonia the first time you played them, another B school. Uh, B1, I believe. North Star Christian, which was probably your signature win of the year, 76-66 in Geneva. They're an A school. And uh, Wellsville, another B school. And then losses, you, you lost to Lions. You came back and beat them the second time you played them. You lost at Geneva. Again, another B1 school. Weedsport, a Section 3 power. Um, and a loss to Hornell and, and Livonia. So, uh, you know, the past few years, you guys have just breezed through the regular season. Um, five losses is probably more than you've had in the past two seasons combined. But certainly... Uh, a better basketball team now, Coach, you think, than you would have been if you didn't play that schedule? Absolutely. I think some of the adversity, too, uh, and the unknown is really what has, this independent schedule has brought because going into an Atwood gym, we had no idea what that was like. Yeah. You know, we, none <laughs> of us have played there. You know, going to Weedsport, they actually mm-hmm. have a court where you can really only fit your foot on the sideline at a three-point line, so their, their court's a little different. Um, just going down to different counties, you know, Honey, or, or Hornell and uh, – Livonia, you know, it's it's nice to, to have that adversity and, and unknown, I guess, when we go in there of what's going to happen. Yeah, and uh, Liam, you think that this, you've enjoyed playing this schedule more? Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, it's like, like you said, there's some games we, last year and the years before, we knew, like, we were going to win. But, like, this year it's like, we got to play to our best, and that's what I like. It's going to get us ready for those big games and sectionals. And, and you, you guys, at 11-5... and five, have uh, performed great. You know, it could have been, could have. I don't know if I want to say it could have backfired, but you could have been about 500 right now looking at the schedule um, if things didn't go your way, in which case you're probably in the middle of the pack for sectional standings, but as it stands, you're a two seed. Um, you're positioned pretty well. Um, and you guys were all on the team last year that went to the Blue Cross. What was that like, Seth, playing on the floor at the Blue Cross? Uh, it was a great experience, yeah. Uh, I mean, the outcome wasn't what we wanted, but you know, it was a it was a really good experience. Um, feel bad that we didn't bring home that block for John Donovan, our lone yep. senior, but you know, it was a great experience, and I you know think you know having that you know motivates us and drives us each and every day to get back there. Yeah, and uh, it's interesting too that the top seeded team right now in C one is Red Jacket, and they also went to this Blue Cross last year, and. Um, <laughs> lost to Lions. They actually played a pretty tough, uh, really good Lions team. And so now the talk being former Finger Lakes West opponent that maybe you guys could meet up along the way. He'd be on separate sides of the bracket right now, I think. So it would be in the Blue Cross. That would kind of be a, a dream matchup. Um, Jordan, you know, last year he played a lot last year, but John Donovan was a point guard. This year it's more of your your team. Um just talk about, you know, your role this year as opposed to last year. Uh, I feel like just the whole team concept being unselfish last year. Obviously, John played on varsity since he was in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. He was the right man to play point guard to start. And just still playing hard last year just helped me prepare for this role this year. And still just, I don't know, being unselfish, knowing your role, knowing what you got to do to help your team win. Yeah, I... Uh... I watched John play for five years and thought he was a great player, and he is. And usually when you lose a player like that off your team, you might think, oh, that's going to be tough to recover from. But I saw you play last year, and I said, I think they'll be all right. This Leahu kid's pretty good. And then against Lions in the second half on Tuesday night, man, you turned it 
up to another level. Have you ever, is that the best half of basketball you ever played? I don't know. It's up there. <laughs> it's up there. <laughs> Liam, you say no? No, nah, he's definitely had better halves. Better halves oh, than yeah. that one against Lions? I think he had 15 points, maybe something like that, in the second half. That was pretty impressive. Um, but, yeah, talk about Red Jacket real quick. These are The only disappointing thing about your independent schedule, and I was pretty pumped about it because I saw, okay, we're going to get to see these guys play Lions. We're going to get them in Seneca Falls again against Minders. Um, you guys played in that tournament in Geneva. Um but talk a little bit about, um, you know, the one drawback I thought was maybe the that Red Jacket-Whitman uh, matchup would have been a pretty good battle for that league title in the West. Uh, talk a little bit about Red Jacket, the top seed in your sectional class right now. I mean, they're all athletic. We played against them for three or four years, even in JV. Mm-hmm. And then I know uh, Matt Record and Chase Rizzo run track, so I see them in the spring. Okay. But, I mean, they're all athletic. They can all – they're all ball players, so – they're a good team. Yeah. How about you, yeah. Seth? Anything? No, they're just, you know, they're an aggressive, athletic team. You know, they're going to give you um, everything they got when you play them. And, you know, you can never you can never look over them. You can't look past them. So you're going to have to play to your full potential when you play Red Jacket. Mm-hmm. And, Coach, um, you know, Red Jacket, let's just theoretically say that you guys run up against them. Um, that's a tough matchup. I think you guys might be a little deeper, but – Man, they they are, I was impressed seeing them play. The Rizzo kids is good. They have a big man. They have a couple big guys. Yeah. Um, and, and Matt Record is a, is a great player as well. Just talk a little bit about how you game plan maybe against a Red Jacket. You know, yeah. And uh, again, they they do have a lot of size. I mean, I think two guys kind of rotate through uh, Hill and um, I'm not sure what the other guy Demore. is. What is Demore? Demore. Demore yeah. Yes. And uh, you know, Rizzo of course is dynamic he can drive he can you know get to the hoop well record can shoot threes and get to the hoop they got you know Boris can control the game and, point guard, and then yeah. they've got um that shooter uh number 11 i can't remember his name but um e- either way though yeah they're, they're gonna be a tough matchup because within their offense i feel like any any guy could possibly go down low and maybe create a mismatch because of the height that they have um but we'll have to definitely game plan for that a little differently than maybe we have before because I feel like overall they'd be the tallest team we've we've seen. Yeah. Uh, maybe other than Geneva. Geneva or had quite Weedsport. a bit of height, or Weedsport had some height Weedsport too. Weedsport was tall so, too. Yeah, they were tall. Um, so, I think yeah. Red Jacket might have both those teams, uh, you know, in terms of height. Uh, but, you know, a lot needs to happen before that matchup was to take place. Uh, Absolutely. We're kind of keeping yeah. our fingers crossed that it would be a good one. But, um, you know, to me, when we were driving up to the Blue Cross to broadcast that Lions Red Jacket game you know we were, a lot of us thought it wouldn't be much of a game but you know we were wrong those Red Jacket kids uh, didn't back down after getting down early um, and you know made it a game right till the end so looking forward to uh, potentially see you guys both do good and, and in an ideal world that would be a great sectional final for sure um, so if you go back to March 4th of 2015, you saw in the big opening of our broadcast there the, the Stevenson kid makes the layup against Marcus Whitman. That was a sectional semifinal game. And um, it, one reason it was such a big game is the winner obviously went to the sectional finals, but North Rose Wolcott hasn't won a sectional title since 1933, so I don't even <laughs> think they had movies back then. I don't think, you know, Rock, not only did Rocky, Rocky um, debuted 40 years later, but... Um, so when there's that kind of history on the line and it was such a great ball game and um, 
the reason I bring that up is how old were you guys when that was? Something was it 2015? 2014. I know 2015, 15, early 2015. Yeah, twelve, thirteen. Yeah. I remember sitting in the stands. Yeah, the, the audio broadcast. We're <laughs> up in the stands. With we're up in the stands. And, well, yeah. check this out right here on the oh, screen. No. Oh no, God! <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, God. oh there's, there's Lou. Noah. There's Ryan. <laughs> oh, look at little Aiden. Is that Jordan? <laughs> yeah. Oh my, oh, my goodness, goodness, man! Look at you, little dorks. <laughs> <laughs> Where the heck was I? I was probably sitting. You with were sitting dad. with your dad. I was probably sitting with my dad. So anyways, uh, I thought that was pretty cool. And, um, you know, just for a visual aid, your coach labeled them for me there. Oh, <laughs> man. Had to do it to us. Yeah. So Ryan Hildreth, um, Noah. It's Noah Hildreth. Noah Hildreth. Ryan Herod. Yeah. Ryan Harad, yeah. yeah. You know, those guys are interchangeable. It's tough to keep them oh, yeah. support, too. Yeah. They look very similar. And then Liam, Aiden, and, and Jordan, there you are. And um, so you guys were obviously into it, you know, back then. Um, and you stuck together. A lot of times you hear people talk about, you know, we played together since we were young and stuff, but here's visual, you know, evidence of you guys, you know, bleeding Marcus Whitman, uh, yellow and blue uh, at a young age, and, and now you guys are going to be the ones, you know, playing, or you already have, but you got one, you seniors got one more shot at it, and um, I thought that was, that was one of the coolest things I've ever seen when uh, I, Liam, in our post-game interview, you told me, um, that you were at that game, and yeah. so I said I went back and and found that footage, and it was easy to to see you. I could tell it, that was you, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but definitely, that's definitely pretty cool. So, um, so your coach, you got a coach um, who's pretty well beloved throughout the Wayne Finger Lakes, uh, well respected. Coaches a lot of other sports too. Besides, yeah. does he coach any of you guys in anything other than basketball? Uh, lacrosse, lacrosse, he does. Lacrosse, right? He coaches okay. last year lacrosse. So you know, you seniors, talk about uh, Coach O'Connor and what it's like being coached. Um, I mean, although he's a varsity coach, he's like you said, it's, it's been since fifth grade. Like he'll tell you his. He was up in uh, Rochester when we were playing. I don't remember where, but he was like to his wife, "Hey, you want to go watch these kids?" Mm -hmm. She was like, "What are you talking about? They're in fifth grade." But I mean, that that shows the dedication to the youth in the program. So, and they had an impact on you at that young age to see the varsity coach there oh, yeah. coming to I watch mean, you. Anybody that's going to watch or like see your varsity coach there, I mean, it means something to you. Yeah. How about you, Seth? Oh yeah, no, it's so from fifth grade or whatever when he came up watching or helped us at practice, you know. Like Liam said, whenever your varsity coach is there, you're trying to, you know, show him what you got, uh, you know, show him what you have in the future. But no, mm -hmm. this guy's been a great guy. I love him as a coach and uh, as a father figure for me. So nice. Um, how about you guys? What's a coach O'Connor practice like? Oh, they're always intense. He's always <laughs> working us hard. If we don't like meet our requirements that we need we're running we're getting after and we all feel dedicated to perform for the team we're always on the line hustling for each other mm -hmm. trying to get each other open playing selflessly you know it's it's a good time though yeah definitely selflessly i mean that's one of the, i've seen you guys as a group probably play maybe eight times in my life or the past few years since you've been up on varsity and um few of those games there's been just moments where it's been like next level where you've kind of clicked in and everybody knows where everybody is oh, yeah. and, and um and it's amazing to watch when that happens um is uh it, that obviously just comes from from spending so many years playing with each other 
Oh, yeah. I mean, you just kind of get a feel. Like, we know what Jordan's going to do when he gets the ball. We know Seth's going to do his little shuffle pass when yeah. he gets stuck in the lane. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you just know where everybody's going to move. You know the tendencies. It's just kind of team chemistry. No, and then the guys on the bench. I mean, you see Carson Miller at our, <laughs> yeah, during our he, games getting after it. Zach's gets... flexing on him. Coda's jumping around. And, <laughs> How do you, you say know, that kid's last name? Coda? Blue Eye. Dakota Blue Eye. Yeah. Blue Eye. Yeah. Blue Eye. Okay, I remember that. Because I think before the year's out, he's going to hit a big shot on Finger Lakes. Oh, yeah, one. we want him yeah. to. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, well, you uh, seniors, talk about these two guys next year. Liam, talk about Aiden. Just tell me about his game and what he brings to the team. I mean, he's our lockdown defender. I mean, he's he always got the best ball handle. He's always got the point guard. Whoever we need to not get the ball, he that's our man. And then yep. right behind him, Zach was just as good. So we got him, and then he's he can get to the hole too. I mean, yeah, he does some crazy stuff there in practice, just getting it through there. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, definitely great. Man-to-man defense. Um, you know, I see Aiden did it last year against some really good players um, in the postseason too. Seth, how about Jordan, your point guard? Yeah, no, I mean, biggest thing that stands out with Jordan's game is I guess he can knock down the three-point shot, pretty mm-hmm. consistent. But more than that, he's like our floor general. You know, he's the one. You know, if there's, you know, if they're running back and forth, you know, he's the one to calm it down, slow the ball down, you know, get back in our sets, kind of gathers us. Uh, gathers us up as a group, but I think that's what stands out and makes him, you know, a um, little bit different. Is he almost a leader on the floor, even though he's a year younger than you seniors? Oh, yeah, I would say. He's definitely, you know, that floor general. You know, he's going to yep. corral us and, you know, make sure what we're doing is correct and get everyone in the right positions. Does he ever say stuff like, you know, my dad's the athletic director. So. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. Um, so you guys, uh, Aiden, talk about Seth. You guys play oh. lacrosse together. We're talking about him on the basketball court. Yeah, on the basketball court, he's just in lacrosse. He's an intense player to start with, and in basketball, he brings the same intensity to the court. After being out for the first start of the season, yeah. and I would watch him in the weight room do his physical training multiple times, probably over what he needed to do just so that he could get back in the court early. Hmm. I used to watch him lift, and he comes with a a different like feel to the game that gets us all motivated to play. Yeah, I can see that for sure. Um, and now, Jordan, about your senior big man. Uh, I think main word that comes to my mind is consistency. He's always, every game, no matter what, he's always going to be there. He's going to show up. Unless he fouls, gets in foul trouble early. That's true. He's always going to show up yeah, on yeah, the bench. Yeah. But, yeah, he's always going to show up. He's always going to make that little post hook. He's always going to be in the right position on defense. He's just going to do the right thing every play down the floor. And you need someone like that to be your big guy in the floor. Yeah, and um, yeah, I mean, I think that one of the keys to your postseason run is going to be that you're on the floor, William. And I seem you've made a conscious effort to um, get better at, at that. I think, and really, honestly, that game against Lions um, was the best game I've ever seen you play. Not just offensively, but mm-hmm. positioning on the court and staying out of foul trouble, but still being able to contest shots. It was really, it was really pretty good stuff there. Um, and man, you had to go against Benji Kemp from Lions oh, yeah. that game. What was that like? Benji's I mean, a tough player. We're, we're we're friends. I play for Central Western, so oh, I know okay. him pretty well. Right. But yeah, it's always just competitiveness. Like he hit a three in my face. I went down. I wasn't too happy, but I told him good game or good shot. And yeah. Then, I mean, and then you hit yeah. one, yeah, but your foot was on the line. Uh, yeah. we, we cut off my toes the next day. So <laughs> it'll be a three next year. Um, so, coach, how about you talk about these guys that are in studio? Oh. 
<laughs> Talk about these guys. Yeah, Seth is definitely a, a motivation for anybody uh, on a team. Uh, no matter what sport he plays, he's going 100% all the time. Um, you know, Liam, it, it, not a lot of teams have a big guy that can play 32 minutes, getting up and down the floor, beating, beating the opponent up and down the floor as well. Um, Cross-country helps probably, I guess, you know, <laughs> in that aspect. Uh, Jordan's crafty. You know, he's probably an annoying player to practice against. Uh, we do a 2v2 box-out drill, and he's setting a pick for his teammate just to get him a <laughs> wide-open offensive rebound. Like, you know, it's just they, they scheme things in practice to try to beat each other, and, and they're just so competitive. And then, you know, Aiden the same way. Uh, just in practice, he hawks people like crazy. And, uh, you know, sometimes if... If we're missing a player, I have to get out there, and Aiden always wants to guard me. So I'm like, you know, get away from me. But How does that usually you know. work out? What's that? How does that usually work out when you're uh, there? It's all right. I can hold my own. I'm all right. <laughs> well, yeah, but, but, you know, they, they get up in my face, and, you know, they're, they're definitely more athletic than I am right now. So, <laughs> um, Well, we're going to talk about C1 sectionals um, in a little more detail here. Um, I'm going to run down some of the league standings and results and classification standings here uh, but first got to tell you that generations bank is celebrating 150 years of serving and supporting our hometowns visit mygenbank.com for the best choices in checking savings home equities mortgages and much more generations bank has been the finger lakes bank since 1870 generations bank member fdic so gonna start with the girls this week um finger lakes east girls so it's a two-team race at this point Pelmac and Waterloo playing for the league title Friday night on FingerLakes1.com. You can watch that live. I'm calling that game with Mike Alessio. Both teams are 10-1. and 1. So Friday night in Waterloo, that's for the league. And everything else has pretty much come down to positioning for sectionals. Um, Penyan had a nice win against Marcus Whitman, 41-23. Um, I'll ask you guys a little bit about your Marcus Whitman girls team in a second here. Um, then Waterloo really took it to Penyan with a 30-point win. And then last night, Waterloo beat Minders pretty bad as well. And uh, Minders girls also lost to Geneva this week. Really tough week for the Minders girls who had been kind of been on an improving uh, trajectory heading towards B2 sectionals, but definitely a setback week. They lost 52-24 last night. I was at that game, and it... Uh, uh, credit to Penyan, they're deep, they have some good size, and they're athletic, but um, they held Minders at 24 points. Um, Palmac won a um, game in their way before setting up that title game against Waterloo, and that was they had to go to Midlakes, and they won 54-33, pretty impressive victory against a solid Midlakes team. So what does this mean for sectionals? Well, right now in Class B1, the Waterloo girls are, have locked up the number one seed in B1 with 81 sectional points. Behind them is in two is Danville uh, with 74, then Livonia, and then Palmac at 67. So Palmac could still leapfrog Livonia for that third seed. Um, they're about eight points up on Batavia at the fifth seed, and then behind them would be Midlakes with 51. So Waterloo has Palmac at Wayne and at Geneva. Uh, Palmac goes at Red Creek Monday night, then Newark at home and at Waterloo Friday and then Penyan at home and Midlakes is at Minders at Geneva and then home against Newark. So down in B2 with Minders and Penyan, um, Avon's the number one seed at the moment, uh, but it's a pretty tight race with uh, Wellsville and Penyan 
and then a big drop off to get to Minders at four, who's just holding on barely a couple points ahead of Haverling. And uh, Leroy still has a chance to, and, and I actually Williamson could even um, maybe uh, overtake one or two of those teams. So Minders is at four right now, but they could very easily drop out if they don't bounce back from this horrible week that they had, the, losing to Geneva for Geneva's only win of the year, and then um, at Penyan. So Finger Lakes West girls, uh, Bry Parzak's Lady Wildcats have a one-game lead over Red Jacket, two-game lead over Romulus, three-game lead over Dundee, and they have to play at Dundee, home against Bloomfield, and at Red Jacket to end the season. So, I mean, this this league race is going to be decided on the court. Um, Red Jacket hosts South Seneca at Romulus, and then that Whitman game in Romulus, uh, Red Jacket at Sotus, Dundee, and at South Seneca. So, um, the uh, your girls' team, they've been uh, kind of on the rise over the past season or so. Um, to me, they play great defense. They have trouble scoring basketball. Just, Liam, just kind of break down the your girls' team. Um, I mean, they've got their they've got Maddie Ryan, who's big a big presence in the middle, yep. so that, that offsets for a lot of it. And then they got locked-on defenders on the perimeters, like Ari Beverly and Emily Paddock. So, I mean, any one of them can have an outstanding night, so it's kind of just who's it going to be. It's a coin flip between all of them. Mm-hmm. So they got a lot of weapons. Seth, you got anything to add to that? Yeah, no, I agree. They play great, you know, intense defense, and I think that's what, you know, when their defense clicks, their offense uh, seems to fall. Um, like Liam said, Maddie Ryan in the inside is always a, always a force. And then, you know, guards and Emily Paddock and Ariana Beverly and, you know, Kelsey Tiffany contributing here and there, you know. I think, you know, they've been on the rise. They're working hard, so mm-hmm. they're, they're going – everything's going good for them. Coach, um, how often do you talk to Coach Barzak or – uh, quite a bit. I mean, a lot in passing. Uh, mm-hmm. She's, you know, definitely got a busier life uh, with a with a newborn uh, <laughs> a few months ago, and then her and her. Oh, husband, a few months ago, like uh, in well, season. Was, uh, it was at like the beginning of the season, season, right at the beginning wow. of the season. Um, so her and her husband kind of uh, are co-coaching uh, mm-hmm. the team to to make it work. And uh, yeah, you know, we we chat a little bit. I've, I go to a lot of their games that I, that I can go to, and these guys kind of nailed it on the head. You know. Ari just sees the floor so well. I mean, mm-hmm. I've never, I, I haven't seen an athlete like her that can see the floor in a, in a long time and, and knows what to do on defense as well. You know, Katie Dethridge uh, has hit the weight room so hard and, and right. really she's been working uh, extremely hard to, to get to the hoop and try to find ways to finish. Um, but yeah, they, they, they bring a good presence to, to defense. I think the Parzaks do a nice job of game planning for different opponents. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think. Emily, with her quickness and speed, they put her on the better uh, offensive person, and then Ari can kind of float around and and sneak in and and do what the, she needs to do. But yeah, it's the, they've done a nice job building that program and and working for this league title. So and it's right there for yeah. them this week, uh, but won't be easy. You know, Red Jacket they got to go at Red Jacket to end the season, and something tells me that that might be, you know, win and they win the league, lose and they they don't win the league. Um, so that will be a really tough game against a really experienced Red Jacket team. Um, that Dundee game going on the road at Dundee, that's a trap game. And even Bloomfield at home um, is, is something. So not going to be easy for them. And then, you know, I mentioned Romulus girls are only two game back. And, you know, they're down in Class D, too. They're they're one of my sleeper teams to maybe make a run at a sectional title here on the girls' side. Um, Wayne County Girls League is insane. 
Uh, Clyde Savannah right now holds a half-game lead over Lions, a one-game lead over Red Creek, one-and-a-half game over ER, and two-game lead over Ganana. So you got five teams within two games of the lead, and everybody's playing them, each other this week. Now, this past week, there was one game of consequence in that Wayne County League. Clyde Savannah went to Red Creek, and Red Creek won 54-49 to kind of get back into the league race. Um, and looking at Clyde's remaining schedule, they're at Lions on Tuesday night, I think, 2-11. Yeah, that'll be Tuesday night. Um, game of the year, usually it's the boys' Lions Clyde game that gets all the attention, but this time, this girls' game at the Atwood, uh, league title implications. And then Clyde also has to host ER, so they're 9 and 3 in the league right now uh, with a chance. If they finish 11 and 3, they, they've won the league. Um, they drop one of those games, and somebody else could sneak in. So, like Lions. They have to go at Red Creek still. They have to host ER as well. And then at Williamson, a combined Williamson-Marion team coached by uh, Beth Record, a former Red Jacket great. And uh, so Lions is 8-2 and two right now. So you can see how tight it is. Uh, Red Creek at Palmac on Monday, that's out of league game. Then they go at ER and Lions at home. ER... Um, has Red Creek at Clyde at Lions and even Ganondo, North Rose Wolcott and Williamson. The best Ganondo can finish is nine and five. But if things fell a certain way, um, they could find themselves in a three-way tie for that Wayne County League. So exciting stuff uh, for the Wayne County girls. Going to kick it over to the boys' side now. But first, got to tell you about Little John Orthodontics. Dr. Rod, Little John, and Dr. Liz Barbie are proud to support our area high school athletes. Check out Dr. Rod and Dr. Liz online at littlejohnortho.com. So I'm going to start with the Finger Lakes East boys. And um, it's over, you know, Wayne's, Wayne's going to win it. It's a pretty amazing to me um, that you can lose your top six guys and come back and win the Finger Lakes East. They're undefeated in the Finger Lakes East still. Half game ahead of Geneva, three games over Waterloo, four and a half over Newark. Heading into the year, we thought it was going to be Geneva, Waterloo, and Newark, a three-way race, but Wayne just uh, beat everybody that they put in front of them from the east, and um, Coach Thompson is going to capture that league title. It's uh, one of the most impressive things I've seen in the past several years, the way that this next group has stepped up and um, you know really been unbeatable in, in the league. So Wayne plays Waterloo Monday night. It's supposed to be Friday night in a game that was going to be on Finger Lakes 1. That got rescheduled to Monday night. Um, and Wayne's remaining schedule, they got Penyan at Minders, and then on uh, February 20th at Greece Arcadia in A1 school. Um, one last chance to prep for A2 sectional. So speaking of A2, right now Wayne is the second seed in a really difficult A2 bracket. East High is the top seed, and... I think clearly the best team in the bunch. They knocked Wayne out last year in the semis. Uh, North Star Christian, the third seed. School of the Arts, fourth. So Wayne, um, if they should fall, screw up, uh, maybe lose to Waterloo, North Star Christian could overtake them if they win. But, of course, you know you guys, Whitman, could play a spoiler in that for them because you guys got North Star Christian coming up your last game of the season. Um, so, Coach, you guys beat that North Star Christian team in Geneva. Um, yeah. You know, after we watched them pretty easily handle a tough Geneva team. So, talk just talk about that game a little bit. I, collectively, I think that was one game this year that we've all just kind of clicked. Uh, mm -hmm. We all came together. Um, 
<laughs> excuse me, defensively, we we did our job. We kept guys in front of us for the most part. We made them shoot tough shots, and uh, offensively, we we really clicked. Um, I mean, scoring seventy six, I think that's what you said the score was. But you know, um, that that was that was a great overall game for us. Um, a really good feeling, I guess, coming coming off of that loss to Geneva too. We just and we knew we had to um, step up our rebounding because that's that's really where, where Geneva hurt us the most, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I felt like we did a nice job against North Star. You know, the seventy six sixty six win around a Christmas break, day after Chris, two days after Christmas, something like that. Um, so you got Wayne two seed in A one or A two, excuse me, out of the Finger Lakes East, and then. The bulk of the Finger Lakes East teams are in Class B2. Right now, Geneva's the top seed in B2. Uh, They got it locked up pretty good with 57 points opposed to Batavia in 2 with 40. But then it's really tight between Batavia, Hornell, Waterloo, uh, 2-3-4. Waterloo beat Hornell this year at Hornell. They could easily, um, that Wayne game would be a big win for them, but... um, if they were to pull that upset against Wayne, they could hop into the, uh, they could leapfrog Hornell, maybe even Batavia. And then um, down a little further, you got Newark as the seventh seed. Um, they're not going to drop any lower than seven, no matter what happens, but there's a chance they could jump up to six uh, where Livonia sits right now. Midlegs down at nine. North Rose Wolcott at 10. But uh, Class B1 is going to be pretty great this year um, when that tournament gets underway. And then Class B2, um, Miners and Penyan. So Avon's number one here on this side. Uh, Wellsville's number two. Nothing's going to change. Those are pretty much locked in. You know, a total collapse by Wellsville. I guess Leroy might be able to overtake them at three. And then you have Haverling, Penyan um, at four and five, separated by just one point right now. So Penyan could jump into that top four. And then you have Wayland, Cohocton, and Minders. Now, Minders is tight with Waco. Waco six, Minders is seven. Uh, two points separate them, uh, but below them, World of Inquiry at eight, they're uh, well back. So you're not going to see any major movement, but you could see Penyan get up to four um, and not drop below five. And then you could see Minders jump up to six, but not drop below seven. So we're getting pretty set here. Now, Finger Lakes West boys, Marcus Whitman's former league, Red Jacket clinched this uh, the league with a four-game lead right now over Honeyoy, five and a half over Bloomfield and South Seneca. So looking at sectional standings, um, actually I want to look at D1. I'll look at the C-sectional standings um, after we talk about Wayne County. But Class D1, Honeyoy is the fifth seed right now. Honeyoy has been a little bit of a surprise team, I think, this year. Um, just judging uh, how competitive they've been in a lot of their games, uh, you, sometimes you, you know, pass off on Class D and don't think much of it. But Avoca is a really good program, a really good team, uh, as well as Fillmore, Genesee Valley. Um, so Honeyway is going to have their hands full, but they're in it. They, they fifth seed, they have a shot to make a run. And I also thought the Romulus boys have a great shot uh, to make a run, but they're they're currently seventh right now, top seed in D two. Elba is also a very good program. So Wayne County boys. Last league we got to talk about here this morning. Lions holds a two-game lead over Gananda right now. Um, they beat Gananda twice, too, so let's just call it a lock. Lions is going to win the Wayne County League again this year. 
Um, two and a half game lead over Clyde, who they play coming up next week, and three and a half game over East Rochester. And um, sectional point standing wise, starting out in C2, since we were just talking about Lions, um, Lions has got a 32 point lead over second seed Geneseo at this point. Um, so that's going to be set. Uh, Clyde Savannah is the third seed. They're tied with Perry right now, who's the for the third seed. So that could shake out. You could see a Lions Clyde matchup somewhere in sectionals. That would be kind of cool. But um, you know, Geneseo I think is the biggest threat to Lions winning another sectional title. Um, but heavy favorites. Um, been without Justin Smith with a foot injury. I'm not sure, exactly sure why he didn't play against Whitman, but they need to get him back on the court. Otherwise, it won't be uh, the odds won't be so great on uh, Lions just walking through to the Blue Cross and winning their school's twentieth straight sectional or twentieth sectional title, not straight, but C one. All right, this is uh, this is great. This C one is great. How much you guys look at the sectional standings throughout the course of the year? I'm, I mean, not a whole lot, but we see it. It it comes and goes. How about you guys? You keep an eye on it? Oh, yeah. look at it all the time. I look at it a lot. <laughs> well, it's uh, pretty interesting right now. You guys, <coughs> excuse me, Red Jackets, the top seed. Oh, they got that locked up at this point. And you guys are the second seed. Gananda's right nipping at your heels, though, just two points back. Um, you guys have a tough schedule, you know, coming up to end the season. Uh, Gananda, you know, I guess... I don't know what difference there is between two and three seed coach. There really isn't much, right? You just want to get in that top four, maybe. Yeah, uh, the top four gets a buy yeah. in our bracket, and uh, so yeah, that would be nice to have a top four uh, between two and three. I think it just depends on the next round who you would play. Um, I, I think it's the six to ten or eleven or whatever. I haven't really yeah. planned it out as much this year yet. Um, but yeah, you know, two or three would would still see number one or or four or five. You know, later in the rounds and. But yeah, you're right. There's there's a there's a bulk of teams right there that we just don't know about. You know that when you get to sectionals, everybody's zero and zero. So that's right. You know, and in Gananda, I know Coach Jeff Thompson. He he does a great job over mm-hmm. there. You you know they got a lot of guards, but he two great great guards. Yeah, and and he always does. He adjusts to make his team the best they can be with whatever personnel they have. Uh, Er same thing. Great coach over there. Um, Byron Burgeon, I don't know much about yet. They're the four so, seed right, right now, so I'm gonna, yep. you know, I'm definitely doing some homework on them. But yeah, it could be. And then you get down to what? It's Finney at seven. Oh, that's the thing that's you know, scary because so, like, Finney is uh, <clears throat> eight and nine, I think, right now is the record. But they have Marcus Robinson, yeah, you know, who scored sixty points in a game and fifty-six points in a game. And yeah. To me, when I saw that, I was thinking, oh man, how would you like to be Red Jacket or Whitman? Organanda, but you know one of these top three teams, and then you're going to face a quarterfinal game against CG Finney. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I talked to Coach Marshawn yesterday. Actually, I went up to uh, watch a game, and he was there. And you know, he's saying that Marcus is averaging forty plus, and the team is averaging, <laughs> ninth grader. Yeah, ninth grader, and the team's averaging you know twenty uh, for the rest of the team. Right. So. You know he's seen a lot of uh, different looks. Um, so you know diamond and or box in one, triangle and two. He's even seen a team throw three guys at him when he has the ball and then <laughs> just jump off of him. So you know it was, it was interesting to talk to to Coach Marshawn you know yesterday. But yeah, that would be a an interesting quarterfinal game for anybody really. Um, but uh, he's he's a tough player. 
he's a tough player. Yeah, it's kind of scary yeah. um, to think that that could be a quarterfinal game. That's at the very least maybe a semifinal game against a team like that. Well, again, they they're not the same CG Finney they were last year, but when you have um, the most prolific offensive player in Section Five, um, I don't see how that could be a a fun matchup in a quarterfinal round of sectionals. Uh, so. Um, so, yeah, you guys are going to be either two or three seed here, no matter what happens. Uh, Red Jacket's going to be one. Byron Burgeon's pretty much locked in at four. They, they aren't going to get higher. They could drop behind Rochester Academy, I suppose. So it would be Whitman or Gananda. And, uh, and, yeah, and then, you know, the other thing that's exciting is beyond sectional championships would be that Class C tournament to play into the States. Could produce a rematch with Lions. Um, but I'm getting way ahead of myself. Or, you know, I'm just keeping my fingers crossed for maybe a Whitman Red Jacket matchup along the way. But um, so you know, with so much focus on sectional title um, this year for you guys, how disappointed would it be if you don't win it? Because it's the, the odds are still against you. It's like hard to win a sectional title unless you're Lions. Um, they seem to win a lot of them. But for everybody else, um, it, it seems really difficult to win. I've seen really really good teams you know, fall short of a sectional title. So what happens this year if it doesn't happen? You know, is it, how do you look at your whole high school basketball experience? I mean, it's not going to be a failure. Yeah. I mean, we still are, I, I consider us a really good team. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it would hurt a lot, but it's not going to dampen what we have done. Right. You feel the same way, Seth? Or? Yeah, right. no, I, would, I mean, yeah, it would be disappointing, I think, but it's, you know, you look about you look upon like you know what we've done. You know, from fifth grade all the way up to, through varsity and stuff. You know, yeah, it's gonna hurt not getting if we don't get a sectional title. But you know, looking back on it, I'm sure you know having you know having fun with you know these guys for I don't know how many years. But it'll be uh, you know looking back on it will be fine. Sure. Um, also, it's Class C three sectional standings. Kale Mum is the top seed right now. Just two points ahead of York. York team that beat Red Jacket um, for Red Jacket's only loss a couple weeks ago. And then you got Oakfield, Alabama, Lindenville, South Seneca, a five seed. Uh, but a huge gap, a 40-point gap between the four and five seed and sectional points. HAC at six and Dundee at seven. So um, a lot in C3, there's a lot of Finger Lakes West uh, teams as well. Um, just not... Uh, Teams that have been uh, near the top of the standings right now, but they're going to be five, six, seven seed right there in C three. Maybe one of them can make make a run. I know that all three of those teams, HAC, Dundee, and South Seneca, have been playing better. So, get to the power rankings here. But first, got to tell you about Desanto Propane offering monthly billing and fixed rates. Get stable pricing all year long. Learn more at DesantoPropane.com. Since nineteen thirty seven, the difference has been Desanto. So let's start with the girls. And there you have it. Number one, Palmac. Number two, Waterloo. Friday night, live on FingerLakes1.com. You can watch those two teams clash live and uh, with a league title on the line. And then you have Midlakes three. Penyan jumps all the way up to four. I think they were six last week. Um, Lions five. Whitman six. Red Jacket seven. Minders drops to eight. Clyde Savannah nine. And then Red Creek and Romulus tied as they were last week at ten. Um... Only one more poll, I think, remaining here before we turn the page towards sectionals. So let's kick it over and look at the boys' side right now, where we have Wayne number one, 
Geneva number two. Whitman jumps up to three after beating Lions in convincing fashion. I would I I don't you know Tootie Smith didn't play. I think it would have been a closer game if he did, but I don't think it would have changed the outcome. Um, and it's interesting because Seth didn't play the first time. Seth Benedict didn't play the first time against Lions. Tootie Smith didn't play the second time, right? Seth, you didn't play that first yeah, game. So, you know, maybe if we do see a potential down the road matchup between Whitman and Lions, they'll both be at full strength for the first time this year. Uh, Waterloo, five, climbing back up after dropping as low as seven. And um, Red Jacket boys, six. Minders boys improving, getting better. Um, that young team getting better every game, I think, with a nice win against Penyan yesterday in Seneca Falls. And then tomorrow night, it's going to be Minders and Whitman in Seneca Falls on Finger Lakes 1. Uh, Newark falling to eight. Um, they beat Pelmac by one point yesterday. Um, they need to pull something together here uh, before this regular season ends with uh, sectionals on the horizon. Penyan boys at nine. And Gananda with Gabbard and Brongo in the backcourt at ten. So one more poll next week, and that's it for the power rankings. Um, I want to tell you about Bill Cram Chevrolet. All roads lead to Bill Cram Chevrolet on 5 and 20 between Seneca Falls and Waterloo. Browse their full inventory of new and used vehicles online at BillCramChevrolet.com. Week ahead here, um, just games of significance here. Monday night on the boys' side, Whitman at Minders. That's always an interesting one. Um, now, last year, last year, you guys remember that game last year? You guys came oh, yeah. into uh, Seneca Falls. You yeah, guys were like yeah. overhyped, I think. Yeah. Were yeah. you? Yeah, because yeah, it was like that crossover, right? Like yeah, was crazy, everybody wanted to see played. it. Yeah. I told some guys from St. Falls, they were like, I'm not going to name any names, but they were like, eh, like we're going to kill Whitman. And I'm like, I don't think so. I don't think no. you're going to kill Whitman. I think it's going to be a good game. And they're like, no, nah, we're going to be, you know, that east-west thing. And, um, and so I was wrong last year. You guys yeah. got it handed to you pretty good. But then you played Minders already this year in uh, Rushville, and you, you held them to 35 points and had an easy win. Um, so I know that from seeing a lot of them here in Seneca Falls that they're getting better um, as the year goes on. I do anticipate a pretty good game Monday night, but what do you guys think about that matchup with Minders on Monday? I mean, any game when you go into that gym is a good game. I mean, I watched your podcast, or the Finger Lakes one of them against Waterloo last, mm -hmm. West, last week. So, I mean, they're getting better. Yep. Yeah, so it'll be a good game. Um, Romulus at Dundee in the West on Monday night as well, and that Wayne Waterloo game rescheduled to Monday night from Friday, which means, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to, to be there for that one. Uh, Wednesday night, Red Jacket at South Seneca, Bloomfield at Romulus, Clyde at Gananda, uh, Hornell at Whitman. So you get Hornell back after, for some reason, I was thinking you guys beat Hornell a lot this year. I think I said it on this show several times, but you didn't. They beat you. Um, they're a good team. They've played um, Geneva, Waterloo, you guys, um, Newark. I think they beat Newark. I think they lost to Waterloo and Geneva. Um, talk about your game against Hornell, Seth. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a tough game. You know, I'm not going to take anything away from Hornell. You know, like, like you said, they're a really good, tough ball club. And uh, you know, I, we didn't. I don't think we played to our full potential. But you know, there was at their place. The crowd was into it. They shot lights out. They. Play mm -hmm. defense up in your face, and uh, yeah, no, Hornell was a good ball club. So yeah, that'd be interesting to see how they do, uh, how you guys do when they come to your gym on Wednesday night, and Friday night, Penyans at Wayne, Romulus at Red Jacket, Newark at Geneva, and then the big one in Wayne County, Lions at Clyde Savannah. 
Uh, on the girls' side, Monday night, Red Creek's at Palmac. That's a kind of a weird one, but a couple of Wayne County, um, located in Wayne County. Uh, Palmac in the east, obviously. Tuesday night, girls, Romulus at Bloomfield, South Seneca at Red Jacket, Whitman at Dundee, Midlakes at Minders, and then Clyde at Lions is probably the biggest girls' basketball game for Clyde or Lions in the past five to ten years, Tuesday night. Thursday night, girls, Red Jacket at Romulus. Big game in the West. Bloomfield at Whitman. Lions at Red Creek. Gananda at Williamson. And then Friday night's the big one. Palmac at Waterloo for the Finger Lakes East title. So coming up this week, Monday night, Whitman at Minders, 7.25 p.m. I'll be calling that game with Kevin Sharp. Uh, Friday night, Palmac at Waterloo Girls, 7.25. Another full broadcast. I'm calling that again with Mike Alessio. And then coming up the following week on Tuesday the 18th, we're going to do Geneva at Waterloo at 7.30, and then the following night, Wednesday night, Romulus Girls at South Seneca Girls to round out our regular season of uh, webcasting. So, time for quick fire questions. So, I'm going to ask you guys questions. Just answer quickly, not much thinking about it, and uh, we'll see how we do here. Let's start um, with Aiden. Who's the best player you had to guard this year? Ooh. Um, quick fire. I'd probably say Tootie. Tooties, yeah, the first time around. Yeah, he's a he's a big guy, tough to guard, and he's able to recognize the mismatch that he was able to get down to the post and had to mm-hmm. work me a little bit. Really good athlete, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about you, Jordan? Best player you've had to guard this year? Hmm. Uh, probably. I can't remember his name from Hornell. They're quick little point guard that they have. Their point guard. I watched yeah. him on Pice yeah. Sports. I don't know yeah. if you ever seen any of those games that they stream on Pice Sports. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know who you're talking about. I can't come up with yeah, his name he's either. Quick, crafty, can get around you. He, he was tough to guard. Uh, Liam, how about you? Um, I mean, any any other big guys from Weedsport? They're all big. And Those Weedsport kids were really the toughest you face oh, yeah. this year, huh? Man, that's, we don't see much of Weedsport yeah. um, over there in Section Three. Seth, how about you? Toughest player? Yeah, toughest player. Um, oh gosh, what's the what's the kid's name from North Star? Number five. Uh, uh, Smith. Smith. Sean yeah. Smith. Yeah, he yeah. was he was really good, quick, you know, explosive, can finish in a variety of ways. I would say he was the toughest. Yeah, he really things opened up for him with the Brown brothers graduating. Um, that all of a sudden, you know, because he was like kind of a role player on that team, but he still had some nice offensive nights. But now he's their focal point of their offense, along with the coach's kid there, Garwood, a great shooter. Um, toughest place you played this year? Let's go left to right again. Put all the pressure uh, on Eden to start out. I'd say Hornell. Even though they've got a small gym, their student section came ready and all wild up, and you could you could hear them with the acoustics of the gym. They were just loud. Huh? So, yeah, Hornell. Yeah. How are you, Jordan? Uh, I'd say probably Weedsport. It was just kind of different atmosphere out there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was just tight gym. Then they're big guys. Full in a small full gym. court uh, house. Did they p- yeah, pack them in? Small bleachers. So full house on the small bleachers, and it huh. was just really loud in there. Now, I've seen you before uh, games where, with your dad, just you came to a Lions game and we were yeah. broadcasting. Um, so you just like to get out to, to random games when yeah. you can? Yeah, when when he's free, which isn't that often, we'll try to go catch a game. And we usually know which games we want to go see. We circle them on the calendar. And I think that was Lions-Clyde that we went to the other year, and that was obviously a good game. That was an amazing yeah. game. And yeah. it's just cool seeing other games, seeing how good teams are, which is interesting. So, how about you guys? Toughest place 
to play. Uh, I'd agree with Jordan with Wii Sport. I mean, the court, it's regulation, but it seems small because, I mean, my foot couldn't even fit on the sideline next to the three-point Tougher there than the Atwood? Yeah. I mean, the Atwood's just small, but, I mean, it's like any other gym. Okay. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, no, weed sports tough, but I'm gonna agree with Aiden. I think Cornell was the toughest place. That that student section really came came ready for it. So. Huh. Yeah. All right. Um, so let's go the other way now. Uh, Seth, what's your favorite sports movie? Sports movie. Oh goodness. Friday Night Lights. Uh, is that a show or a movie? That's that, was, that was a movie. Okay. Yeah, it was a show too, right? Yeah. Uh, Liam, how about you? Coach Carter. Coach Carter. All right, fellas. How about you guys? Uh, probably when the game stands tall. Okay. Football movie. Yeah. I'm going to say Hoosiers. Nice. Hoosiers. You know, nobody says Hoosiers. You think you get that more often here. Coach, how about you? You got a favorite sports movie? I like Jordan's Choice, When the Game Stands Tall. That was, when the Game that Stands was a really, Tall? Really cool movie. Yeah. All right. Um, Aiden, you got an Android or iPhone? I have an iPhone. And you? iPhone. And uh, Seth? <laughs> or Liam and Seth? I have an iPhone. <laughs> On Android. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Smart, yeah. One guy is not under the spell of Apple. And Android with the Apple headphones. You can use yeah. universal connectors to charge it. You don't have to buy a special one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, good to see that. You're a good kid. Good kid. Favorite place to eat? Oh, man. Charlie Rydell's in Canada. Rydell's, okay. Uh, Jack's Kitchen in Rushville. Or Jack's Jack, Diner. Jack's Diner in Rushville. Mm-hmm. Not downtown Rushville? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the things. Probably right, Eddie O'Brien's. Eddie O'Brien's yeah. in Geneva or Canadagua? Doesn't really matter. You've probably been to Canadagua because it's closer. Okay, but. yep. All right. Uh, the Parkers or Eddie O'Brien's in Geneva, both of those places we frequent a lot. Right next door there. Yep. Okay. Um, favorite college basketball team? You guys follow, follow college basketball? Yeah. Okay, who do yeah, you Yeah, I'm like? a big Syracuse fan. Good for you. Good for you, Jordan. Indiana. Indiana. The Hoosiers of Indiana, yep. huh? Yep. How come? I don't know. I like the pants. Those are, oh. pretty, those are pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> they beat Syracuse in 1986. I, they made me cry. <laughs> I was a freshman in high school. Um, all right, uh, favorite college team? Syracuse. Nice. I should say Lemoyne, but it will probably be probably Kansas. The big Jayhawks. The Jayhawks? Right? Yeah. Okay. Well, we beat them in the national title. <laughs> yeah. Syracuse did, not me personally. Um, all right. So, Seth, would you, if you had to only choose one game play for the rest of your life, lacrosse or basketball, which would it be? <laughs> oh, it's man. hypothetical. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I would, I'd, probably say, I'd probably say lacrosse. Sure, that's fine. I mean, you're gonna go. That's where you're gonna play. That's yeah. level, right? You know Bill Thompson from Wayne and all. Yeah, he's up. Yep. He's there already playing yep. lacrosse. So you guys would be teammates. Mm-hmm. Did you ever talk to him at all? Yeah, when I did my visit, I talked to him a little bit. Yeah, I talked basketball and lacrosse mm-hmm. and stuff like that. No, Bill's a good kid. Yep. Yep, I agree. Who's your early favorite to win the Super Bowl next year? Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers. Oh, that's a long shot. Liam, you got you. Bills? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's, a, that's a good local answer. How about you guys? Yeah, definitely Buffalo. Buffalo yeah, Bills. All right, got some Bills fans. Um, what's your favorite dinner that you know mom or grandma would make for you? What's your favorite home-cooked meal? Oh, I'd probably say steak. Steak with homemade seasoning. Mm-hmm. Yep, I go with that too. You guys like steaks, huh? Okay, fellas? Grandma's lasagna. Lasagna? Oh, yeah. Nice. Pendergrass, that's not Italian. No. <laughs> but she still makes good lasagna. Oh, yeah. Okay. Really 
Oh man, that's a tough one. I would fight my mom's spaghetti. She does a really good job making spaghetti. Yeah. Okay. Um, got a favorite teacher? At Whitman? Yeah, or anywhere. I guess I mean, you go to Whitman, so. Melissa <laughs> <laughs> uh, Butler, probably. Okay, uh, Liam, how about you? Uh, Tom Barton. <laughs> Barton? Yeah. Now, wasn't there something named after him, a, a tournament or something in Whitman? Or maybe it was Dale Bardone. Dune. It was a different school. It was at Victor. It was called the Dale Bardone Barton Classic. Anyway, getting off topic. Um, favorite teachers? Uh, probably Mr. Stone. He's a calculus teacher. Mr. Stone? Uh, Stone. Stone. Yep. Stone, okay. I'm probably going to have to go with David Shuey. <laughs> David Shuey? Yep. And what does he teach? He's a tech teacher. Okay. He works in high school. All right. Um, favorite breakfast cereal? Uh, Cocoa Puffs. Okay. Uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Cinnamon to- we get that a lot. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Uh, honey Bunches of Oats. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Rice Krispies. Just straight up Rice Krispies. That's oh, yeah. old school. Man, you're a throwback. <laughs> you're a throwback. Um, all right. Uh, just a couple more here. Uh, best sports accomplishment, Seth. Yeah, oh, man. Uh, state honors for lacrosse, probably. Okay. Liam? My state appearances for cross country. For cross country, okay. And you guys uh, still juniors, but it could be anything. What's your favorite? Uh, uh, probably the Geneva tournament. I think I got like all tournament team at that Geneva tournament. Yeah, with some really good good yeah. teams there. Yep. Yeah, mine's probably going to be my state appearances throughout my high school career for cross country. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that, that would certainly stand out getting the states. Um so we know what Seth's doing after high school, Liam. How about you? Uh, I'm hoping to go to college. I'm not really sure where yet, but I want to study chemical engineering. Chemical engineering. My dad studied chemical engineering, okay. actually. I think some. I don't know if some of the science has changed over the past 50 years, but <laughs> um, but no preference yet is where. Do you have any interest in playing any type uh, of yeah. athletics? RIT. Uh, I might be playing basketball there, but I'm not sure yet. Okay. And you guys are just juniors, but have you thought about what's next? Uh. Not really sure what college, but I'm thinking going into a biomedical field, whatever college mm-hmm. I choose, but that's kind of the field I want to go into. Okay, how about you, Ian? Yeah, just like Jordan, I haven't really looked at colleges too much, but I'm kind of interested in chiropractory, chiropracting. Okay, like that. yeah. Well, first you better find out how to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what's right either, but I, you said chiropractory or chiropracting. I don't know if those are official words, but there's a college right here in Seneca Falls. It's yeah. a grad school, though. Um, for chiropractory. Um, <laughs> so, one last thing here, and um, we'll start with you juniors. Give a shout out to anyone who's helped you kind of along the way, whether it's in sports or personally, just anybody that you want to recognize. Um, I'm going to say my mom, Liz Royston. She's helped me since youth basketball with all sports. She was the one that initially pushed me to do cross country too because. I started and I was too little to play mod A football, so <laughs> she kind of directed me towards cross country, and that's where I kind of come to shine. Now, she's assistant coach on the team? Yeah. Okay, so she's, what's it like having your mom on the bench? <laughs> oh, geez, she's always harping me, telling me what to do, but she brings a good feel to the team. She's a really intense coach, and okay. she leads a lot of the defensive aspects of our team, and hmm. I believe that she plays a huge role on the team. Okay. How about you, Jordan? Uh, probably Coach Brandon Harrod. He was our youth basketball coach all the way up. And just, he put in the keys concepts, like accountability, 
Yo, he's famous for his halftime speeches. That didn't always make sense, but we we knew the spirit was there. Right. Yeah. Well, there's nothing like a good halftime speech. Um, Liam, anybody that you want to recognize? Uh, Brian Wickham. He was our mod. I took his probably. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, he's he coached my dad. He coaches dad. He's been. A, oh wow. Yeah, he's yeah. been around a long time, and he's just a very wise man. Yeah. And you would say the same thing. Then? I would say Brian Wickham. Yeah, he coached me modified football. Taught me a lot of le- valuable lessons from you know from football, basketball, and then life lessons along the way as well. Okay, great. So now, Coach, I'm going to ask you the same thing, but first, I just wanted you to recognize some of the other kids on your team. Like, we can only fit four up here. Yeah. I know you guys are a great team beyond just these four, so I give you a chance to talk about some of the other players. Uh, yeah, you know Noah is uh, has been another starter. Noah and Ryan actually have been other starters for us, and uh, you know Ryan brings uh, that that southpaw to the to the team, and mm-hmm. really he's he's a aggressive defender as well. And you know Lions that last game he might not have had his best shooting game or whatever, but he really stepped up on defense for us. I think he was guarding JC at the time, and mm-hmm. uh, you know really did a nice job boxing out, getting the rebounds. Uh, Noah. He, like you said, with Jordan in the second half, Noah had an eight-point first half. So, you mm-hmm. know, that just it, it, the balance of our team is phenomenal where one guy might go off at one point and then get a little cold and somebody else steps up and then they go off. And so it's nice to have that, that shared ability. Um, you know, I think Zach is, is going to push everybody in practice. Uh, nobody's beat him in sprints yet. So I think that's... I did yesterday. Come on, really? Oh, I don't yeah. know. That was too late. He's he is he's intense. You Zach know, Lovejoy. He's, Zach Lovejoy. Mm-hmm. He he brings a lot to the team. You know, Carson Dakota. Uh, they 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 really you know again they they step up when they have to and and if we didn't have them to push everybody in practice, I, I wouldn't you know we wouldn't have the team we we did and and truly I feel like. I gave a lot of props to Carson and Zach in the the first Minders game because mm-hmm. we were kind of in a little slump, and then I threw them in, and uh, they they really brought some energy on defense and created some turnovers and and some offensive looks. So, um, and then Connor, uh, our our lone sophomore, you know he's he's crafty. He's, yeah, he's, Connor told me it yeah. seems like he could be sneakily like one of the best players on the team. Yeah, you know he's had some huge games for us uh, where he comes off you know the bench, sixth man, seventh man, whatever it may be, yep. and uh, all of a sudden you know eight eight quick points later, and he's really helped us out. Uh, you know, extend some leads, but I mean, yeah, second it's, year it's in varsity, fun. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He came up last year as a freshman. Um, well, same thing to you. Um, well, first before I let you answer that question. Um, Aiden's mom's on the bench, but your dad's on the bench yeah. too, right? Yeah, yeah. He keeps me in line, you know. Yeah, he want he, he seems to want the spot, more and more spotlight. Yeah, on I him. should have invited him. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's he's fun. It's it's been uh, a pleasure to have my dad out there, you know. And and really, it's it, he does everything that I don't think of uh, to help mm-hmm. out the team in terms of keeping stats or fouls or keeping the timeouts or letting me know. Who, you know where we're at with with whatever um, we have to you know the little stats on the on the sideline. So it's been nice having him there. Uh, like Aiden said, you know Coach Royston brings a different dynamic to a team. I mean, mm-hmm. she was a great player herself at Whitman and William Smith. Um, so she she brings a lot of experience from being coached under Coach Tuck as well. Um, so that okay, was her, I didn't that know was that. her coach. Wow, that's and crazy. So, uh, yeah, the amount of experience that that we have around the gym is is great. Um, you know, Coach Harrod had been coaching for twenty plus, twenty years or so, and he was our JV coach last year. But 
Yeah. Well, I was going to ask you, like, is there anybody you want to give a shout-out, but you just mentioned so many people. Is there anybody else that we're missing that really supports this Whitman program that maybe deserves a, a mention? I mean, you know, Mr. Leahy, he's always in the gym with us as well, mm-hmm. uh, getting in there, and, and he wants to be around. Uh, but he, he supports every program, you know. He just kind of hugs the gym a little bit more. He's, sure. He was a basketball player yep. himself. Um, you know, he, he really is a great shooter, and, and he focuses a lot on the guys uh, and, and their shot. So... He, he gets in there. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention my wife, who's the number sure. one supporter, you know, yeah. of this whole entire program. I mean, she's making the guys cookies every once in a while, team dinners, helping <laughs> out. I mean, she's we're, we're going to head over to a team brunch after this um, nice. at the Harrods, and she's they're probably helping out right now. But, you know, she's, she's a huge supporter of this team and this program all the way through. Jordan, who wins a shooting contest between you and your dad? Me. <laughs> he, he disagrees, but we we just have this confidence about us. Every single time, we think we're gonna win, no matter what, and it's always close. But well, there's no hesitation in that answer. <laughs> so, um, well, look, guys, thanks a lot for coming in, and um, you know, really, really enjoy watching you guys play. Um, through the years and uh the program itself is strong uh so i'm going to look forward to seeing you guys as seniors and see what next year's iteration looks like and you know i've really enjoyed watching both you kids play um you know for the past four years uh whitman basketball is always something like when we get a whitman game on our schedule i always get excited you know no matter who it is whether you're underdogs or favorites it's always fun to watch you guys play um i'm rooting for you in sectionals uh you know just don't I would love to see that Red Jacket Whitman game uh, for sure, uh, but I certainly, watching the way the program has kind of progressed through the years, it feels kind of like a natural progression that this year that you might be able to get that title. Um, and then you can change the uh, coach, you can change the combination on the lock to 2020. 2020, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, thanks, Coach, yeah. For, for coming thanks in. Thanks for and, having us. And good yeah. luck rest of the way. Thank you. So... There you have it. We've got another episode in the books. Thanks to our sponsors, Generations Bank, Little John Orthodontics, and DeSanto Propane, and Bill Cram Chevrolet. Thanks for joining us on the Upstate Hoops Podcast. Connect with us on Twitter at Finger Lakes One. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Our audio-only podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher.com. Archived episodes available at FingerLakes1.tv. And this podcast airs weekly on Sunday night on Finger Lakes TV Spectrum Channel 1304. You can also find our show, live stream games, and local news, weather, and sports 24-7 on the FreeFingerLakes1.com Android or iPhone app. So just a couple more weeks left in the regular season, and then it's on to sectionals. Uh, Thanks for joining us. We'll be back here next Sunday night, but we'll see you tomorrow night at Arthur L. Baker Gym in Seneca Falls.